0: Word Radio on Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com.
1: We are also celebrating Black history for the entire month of February. And really, you know, here at Word, we celebrate. Black History Month all year long, which is something that I think that we should do. Maybe we should uh, start doing Black History Month every month. I feel like there are ways that we could do it, but we've got someone who is joining us who has a particular interest and also facility in studying and reporting on and writing about Black history, and she's going to tell us about an amazing moment in Black history. Her name is Etta Fields Black, Dr. Etta Fields Black and she is an associate professor of history at Carnegie Mellon University. She is also the author of Combi, Harriet Tubman, the Combahee River Raid, and Black Freedom during the Civil War. Welcome, Dr. Fields Black. How are you today? Thank you so much. I'm well. How are you? I am doing great. And I have to say, first of all, I have to congratulate you because I received the book and it's 500 plus pages. It was <laughs> a tome. And I just looked at it, a beautiful cover. And I yes, looked at it you. and thought to myself, how much work you must have put into making this happen? How long did it take you to write
0: this book? Well, I I think I guess I started writing it 2016-17. Um, but I was still working around the edges and trying to figure out what the book was going to be. So, I but but at the same time doing important research that led to the book. Um, I will say that I started writing in earnest in 2020. Well, then let me congratulate
1: you again for that amazing achievement, because I'm not sure how you had time to do anything else, teach or live or anything. I mean, this is a a very meticulously fully researched book. How what was your entry point into finding out this story? This is the largest slave uh, 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 rebellion in U.S. history. Yet I would say most people don't know anything about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And it is also, you know, the least known chapter of Harriet Tubman's life being her Civil War service. So I'm a specialist in rice, the transnational history of rice and rice farmers, pre-colonial West Africa, the development of their technology in Africa. It's transmittal to the South Carolina and Georgia low country via the slave trade. Um, So I come to the Cumbie River Raid through my work on rice. I was working on two other projects, um, one of which was a book. The other was a libretto. I'm an artist. I've collaborated with a a classical musician. We've written a symphony uh, about rice and slavery. (laughs) What else? And I was looking and writing the libretto. I was looking for dramatic scenes from the South Carolina and Georgia Low Country and scenes where you could really feel the emotions of you know, enslaved people. And I stumbled upon the Cumbee River Raid, and in particular, um, Minus Hamilton's life story. And so that became, the raid became a scene, if you will, in the libretto. It also was part of my Civil War chapter for the other book. And as those two projects grew in opposite directions, I needed to cut them down and sort of bring them into better alignment. And it was really, it was the Cumbie River Raid that connected them both. Um, I didn't know if there was anything new to say about Tubman. I didn't know if there was anything new to say about the raid. I mean, sometimes when something hasn't been written about, there's a reason. Um, (laughs) There is very little about the raid in the military record and nothing about Tubman. So I started digging around in the pension files and got lucky on my first trip to the National Archives. um, Found files where the Cumbie freedom seekers, the veterans, the widows, their neighbors, um, testified about the raid. And I thought, oh... We haven't seen this before. You know, these are formerly enslaved people telling us about the details, the intimate details of their lives and their families. And they're talking about the raid. I thought, wow, you know, this is definitely something new. I think I have a book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes. Uh, Tell us a little bit about exactly what happened so that people understand the context um, of Harriet Tubman's involvement.
0: Yeah. So Tubman came down to Beaufort, South Carolina in late May of 1862. She was sent down by Governor John Andrew of Massachusetts. She was a part of the Massachusetts abolition, abolitionist community, as well as Philadelphia, you know. And this is after the Battle of Port Royal, which takes place in November 1861 and after the U.S. Army occupies Buford, the Sea Islands, and Port Royal, and the planters leave, the slaveholders leave, and the enslaved people liberate themselves. So they're legally, they're not free until July of 1862. However, the U.S. Army, they they become, in quote, contrabands. Um, and the U.S. Army will not return them to the people who held them in bondage. So a number, a large number of abolitionists come down from Boston, New York, and Philadelphia primarily um, to open schools, uh, run the plantations, open stores, et cetera. Tubman comes down among them. She is not a volunteer. As I said, she's sent by. Um, Governor Andrew, to serve as a spy. And as a spy, she worked in the um, refugee camps in downtown Buford. And she interviewed people, enslaved people who liberated themselves, came from Confederate territory into Union territory. She got intelligence from them and she passed it on to the Union. So what we know is that Tubman was the leader of a group of spy scouts and pilots, eight or nine, so she led this group of men. And with her group of men, she was able to identify the enslaved people who the Confederates used to put torpedoes on the Cumby River. And they removed those torpedoes under the direction of Tubman and her men. This opens the river up for the U.S. Army gunboats. On June 1st, 1863, the gunboats left downtown Beaufort at the wharf, and they went up through the Coosaw River um, and then up the mouth of the Cumbie. And this was different. They could have gone the long way around St. Helena Sound, but one of Tubman's spy scouts and pilots was born on Coosaw Island. And I think that he was instrumental in... Them taking a shortcut, which was quite risky, um, because the 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 Kusa is full of sandbars. The mouth of the Cumby is a lot of sandbars. They they do end up losing one of their transports, so one of their ships runs aground at the on the Kusa near the mouth of the Kumbi, um, But two a gunboat and a transport steamer proceed up the Cumby. They st- make two stops and let out a couple you know about 50 men and then they continue up the Cumbee to the rice plantations and they end up raiding seven rice plantations so the two boats one the harriet weed stops at joshua nichols plantation and nichols tells gives his account he's a planter by the way of being woken up by his enslaved driver at five in the morning um and what happens there. Uh, and then the second boat, the gunboat, the John Adams proceeds all the way up to Cumby Ferry. Um, and at Cumby Ferry, it commands the causeway and is able then to shoot down at the Confederates coming by land and if they had come by water as well. So at these two points, Fields Point, where they let out um, about 20 men, and then up at Cumbie Ferry, um, the U.S. Army encounters Confederate pickets, and these picket and they have there are skirmishes, very small skirmishes, um, but the the pickets really run and go and get reinforcements. Um, For the most part, you know, the Confederates were, as I said, waiting for reinforcements. Mm -hmm. And the few men that are there and the small number of reinforcements that arrive actually spend their time notifying the Confederate planters and overseers who are on the river and helping them get their enslaved people to the woods. Now, on the first plantation where the U.S. passes... Was Minus Hamilton, who was an 88 year old enslaved man. And Minus Hamilton tells his life story to Colonel Thomas Wentworth Higginson after the raid. And he talks about the enslaved people being in the rice fields at 4 a.m. when they first spotted these gunboats, as he calls them. And um, they're in the rice fields hoeing rice and the overseer is there and the overseer tells them to run to the woods and hide that the Yankees are going to sell them to Cuba they should run and hide he then hides (laughs) as the enslaved people are running past him to the woods Um, Minus Hamilton tells us how he felt when he first saw these young black men in uniform and the young black men Many of them were actually from Buford and, and the Sea Islands. Mm-hmm. They were freed after the Battle of Port Royal in 1861, one of whom was my third great-grandfather. And he's just in awe. This is a man who's born enslaved. He's just in awe of these young men. And he talks about them in holding their heads up. And they go immediately to um, the the Enterprise of the enslaver, right? His home, his barn, his his rice fields, all of that. And they set it on fire, stables. They set everything on fire. They burn it to the ground and then escort the enslaved people to the boat. There's a, a causeway um, right near Cumbie Ferry, which is the end of the raid. And today this is the Harriet Tubman Bridge in... Um, right, bet- It's right on the county line of Colleton and Beaufort, South Carolina on Highway 17, and Causeway had the Cumby River on one side and the rice fields on the other. It's just an embankment of earth that one of the dikes, um, one of the main dikes around the rice field. And so the black soldiers, the second South Carolina volunteers, many of all of whom were formerly enslaved, some of whom liberated themselves a few weeks before the raid. So this is their first engagement. They just got their muskets and their uniforms. And they have to walk across this causeway completely exposed to Confederate fire. And they go back to Cypress Plantation, one of the men in that company was actually enslaved on Cyprus and liberated himself before the raid. Um, but his parents, his sister, are still in bondage there. They go on to Cyprus plantation, burn everything except the slave quarters, and bring the enslaved people back across this causeway in you know, full line of danger back to the gunboat. You
1: know, Dr. Fields Black, it's such an extraordinary story, and it's one that really drives home the point that instead of enslaved people being freed by other folks, whether you believe it was Abraham Lincoln or abolitionist or whoever it was, that in many cases— uh, enslaved people freed themselves. And yes. they were uh, like, hey, you know what? This is not something that we want to continue. And I think that that's an important point. Why haven't we heard this story before?
0: Yeah, you know, um, hmm. I think there are a lot of reasons for this particular story because it's not in the military record. Very little in the military record about the Cumbie raid. There's one paragraph from the Union side, and that's not actually not in the official military record it's Colonel Montgomery's report, which is published elsewhere one paragraph mm-hmm. um, what's reported is from the Confederate side because there was a lot of back covering and you know blaming about. How the union could do this under their noses how did they get away with this so there's a lot of back and forth about who did what and who didn't do what and you know I think that most of the stories that we have about slavery and slave rebellions are coming from they're coming from this, the side of the planter, you know, <laughs> or if you're thinking about the Civil War, it's about Abraham Lincoln, you know, it's about Congress. It's not about the enslaved people. We do know that by the end of the war, 500,000 enslaved people had liberated themselves uh. and made the destruction of slavery inevitable so it's it it is about lincoln it is about congress it is about legislation that's passed and and you know acts that are put in in order like the emancipation proclamation but it's also very much about the will and the action of the enslaved to be free and to take advantage of this This war in order to to secure their freedom, and I love that it was
1: spies, scouts, and pilots. So when Harriet Tubman got there, she got plenty of cooperation. But I mean, how heroic a figure is she, even beyond what we already knew?
0: Yes, yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, Making. 7 I'm sorry, making 13 trips, you know, after she liberates herself back into the land of bondage to liberate approximately 70 people and then giving, you know, detailed information to liberate another 70 people. That in and of itself is heroic. That's just superhuman. But that was not enough, (laughs) because Tubman then goes down into the belly of the beast, down to South Carolina of all places, you know, to help the formerly enslaved and the enslaved people. And these are people she doesn't know. You know, these are people whose whose dialect she doesn't understand their ways She didn't really understand. And they didn't understand her. But they all understood freedom. They were all about the same thing and because of that, they could see that commitment in her and she was willing to risk her life for them and they were willing to risk their lives for others. This is just
1: such a fantastic story and I thank you so much, Dr. Fields Black, for being with us during Black History Month. The book is Combi, Harriet Tubman, The Combihee River Raid and Black Freedom, during the Civil War, and I mean, Black freedom. What else can we say? But I, you know, <laughs> kudos to you for the meticulous research, the exhaustive research, and for making this book happen and telling this important story. I hope that people will support you. It's a big book. You're going to need some time uh, to <laughs> to really get into it and read it, but absolutely worthy of uh, 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 telling this story and doing what it needed. Uh, to do to bring it to light. So I see a movie. I, I don't know who's going to get it done. Maybe Ava DuVernay or someone who can make it happen. But I mean, this is this is a movie. It's cinematic, Thank everything you. that happened. But congratulations you. to you for, for making this happen.
0: Thank you. And our ancestors be praised. Thank yes. you very much. Yes.